Welcome to Ambitious Motherhood, the podcast for the mom who is chasing after her dreams in motherhood and business. This is your permission slip to pursue all that you were created to be and live out your calling both in and out of your home. Here's your host, Katie Fleming. Welcome back to the podcast. Today on the show, I have Caitlin Pierce joining me and she is going to share with you her story of motherhood and business and how she got her start and how it's kind of evolved over the years from managing social media to now launching a product out into the marketplace. And when Caitlin and I chatted this time, it was before her product had actually hit the market, but now it is launched and out there. So we will definitely be linking this up for you in the show notes so you can head on over to 1kmom.com forward slash blog to see all of that information. So today I'm excited to share with you Caitlin. She is a New England girl from the Berkshires in Western Massachusetts and is an entrepreneur at heart, having launched Pure Social, her social media marketing company in 2016. She's known for being a passionate and dedicated entrepreneur. Caitlin thrives on watching big ideas come to fruition and helping those throughout her community. As a wife and mom of two incredible little girls herself, her goal is to inspire them to think outside the box and do things that fill their heart by doing the same every day. When she's not designing the next character for her pacifier weaning startup, Binka Bear, that's what I was telling you about, or chasing her little girls around the house, you can find her trying her hand at gardening or watercolors, two things that are still very much a work in progress for her at the moment. I just love that she mentioned some things that she enjoys doing outside of work and business and motherhood because sometimes we forget about that kind of stuff. But anyway, I could go on a whole tangent about that, but I won't. Let's get to today's interview. Hey, Caitlin, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Well, fill everybody in a little bit more on who you are and how you got started in this whole motherhood and business journey. So I can start a couple of places. I guess if we want to throw way back, we can talk a little bit about how I got started in social media, which for those of you who don't know, that's what I do primarily is social media. And I started out as a blogger when I was like 12 or 13. I mean, so I'm 32. I turned 32 last Monday. So I used to build websites and AOL page builders. So it starts way back. I started blogging before that was even like a thing. Nobody even knew what that word was when I did it. And the days of Blogspot, right? Yeah, like Blogspot. (laughs) I used to build things in AOL page builders and in X pages and Angel Fire and like all these other things. And it's so funny because if anybody who's listening is actually from that kind of generation where we did that, they're totally giggling right now over those pages. Because I've almost wanted to go looking to see if I could still find anything, but I don't think most of that exists anymore. But so it just kind of naturally led me on that social media path because as a blogger, we were always trying to find ways to connect with people and share our stuff. And because this was in the, you know, the internet was just kind of new and we were just really exploring and using it. So we didn't have a whole lot of ways. So I found my way into all the social media. And so I've been on Facebook since its inception basically and evolved with, you know, the introduction of business pages and all of these things. And my husband and I have, this is our 11th year together. And we joke all the time because when we first got together, we've been together a year or so, two years maybe. And I remember saying to him, because I had just started really dabbling in Facebook and they introduced their business pages. And I remember this is going to be everywhere. Everybody's going to want this and all the businesses are going to need 
help with this? And he's like, yeah, okay. You know, cool. <laughs> like didn't disagree, but just was like, okay. And it's like, if only I'd known how right I was. So that's kind of just where it started. And it led me down a marketing path. And I had my first baby who just turned six this month. I was working at what to expect when you're expecting. Actually, I had just gotten a job right after she was born there doing social media. And that was actually really fun. And, and it was a really good combination of working from home and working in the office. But mm -hmm. then I was laid off. And at that point, I found another marketing job. I had my second baby. And that job was just very corporate. Like the hours were just very challenging. And as a new mother, it was, you know, and I had pretty good hours. Like I, it, I don't know how some people yeah. do it, but it just became very overwhelming. Like the anxiety started to build up, you know, that Sunday night where you're just like dreading it. You can't even enjoy your Sunday because you're just so terrified that tomorrow's Monday and there's all the things. And I just couldn't do that. <laughs> I just, yeah. I couldn't do that. And so that's where Pure Social began and where I started exploring how I could make that jump from that world to hopefully something that was a little more flexible and accommodating to being a working mother. And yeah. so that's where I am now. <laughs> Do you remember the moment when you were in that season of not wanting to go back to work on Monday morning? Do you remember what it was that kind of made you think, I could do this for myself. I could start my own business. Yeah. So I did launch Pure Social while I was still working full time. So that was hard, okay. but it was doable. But there was a moment where I was doing all of this stuff. And I remember getting very frustrated with my previous job because they just wouldn't let me work from home on, you know, I live in New England. So we have a lot of snow days with children. There's just days where I'm not going to want to bring them out to daycare just so I can rush to, you know, it was quite a commute yeah. and they just wouldn't let me. And I just remember thinking I could do all of this from home though. Like I can do everything, my whole job I could do from home. And that's kind of the moment it hit me. And I'm like, I could do this from home. <laughs> and so I started exploring that. And I'd always been an entrepreneur. Like I'm a photographer as well. So I'd always had like a little side hustle. There'd always been something. It's just yeah. in me. And so I had a little bit of experience in that world, just kind of a business a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. So it felt a little less intimidating to start that. But yeah, it was that moment when I realized that I could just do it from home. Yeah, that's huge. That is so huge. That was my, my experience as well was I was in a job that really was so transitionable to home and then realized, why can't I just do this on my own? Yeah. And it was virtual assisting at the time. Yep. So super great place to start. So tell everybody who may not be completely familiar with what it means when you say you do social media. What is a social media manager? So that is, that is a fun question to answer. But I guess the short answer is I help my clients in a couple of ways. I offer strategy. So the clients who just don't know what to do, Maybe they do have the time to do it. Uh, they, they enjoy posting to Instagram. They just don't really know what to do to reach the goal that they have. So we'll work together to figure out a strategy. Like how, how do we get content regularly created in a way where it's not adding more to your plate? For me, it's a lot about helping them create new habits because social media has totally evolved from that 10 years ago when I first started on Facebook. It's just a very different environment. The algorithms are much smarter. 
there is a whole lot of focus on storytelling. If you notice any marketing campaign right now is all about your story. <laughs> they want to know your story and be part of your story and hear the story. And this is the story. And so it's very focused on that. So I help them figure out how to create new habits in their day so that it's not adding more to their plate, but they're getting content that is actually going to get engagement that their audience will respond to. What do you mean when you say habits? Can you give me an example? Yes. So for example, I always encourage my clients. So one of the resistance, the biggest issue, I guess, with doing like Instagram stories is I don't have time to do that. And yeah, it can be time consuming when you're trying to create the story, decide if you're going to add a filter, add stickers to it. Like it can take a while. And some of my clients send me just images and I do that for them. But I do really encourage my clients to do it themselves because there's just, that's the point of stories is to get that, that behind the scenes, who you are, real life stuff. And so what I've done is I've told them instead of thinking about it, like, okay, I have to stop what I'm doing and create the story. Just pull your phone out, take the photo or the video of whatever I was like, and post it later on when you're laying on your couch with a glass of wine or whatever you do in the evening to unwind, you know, take, take five, 10 minutes and post a couple stories. Then, you know, you don't have to do it in the moment, but if you can get in the habit of just pulling out your phone for 30 seconds, taking a couple of pictures, they don't need to be fabulous. They're for, they're for stories. You know, it's not meant to be for your feed. So just a couple, and then later on post them. And so it's about that habit, creating that habit of just taking the phone out for 30 seconds in that moment, whatever that moment is. And I find that they respond better to that because the last thing that you want to do when you get a new client is give them more things to do. (laughs) You know, like the, the whole point of them hiring you most of the time is to take things off of their plate. And so I try to present it that way. Like we're going to have to work together on this, but we can find a way where it's not adding more stuff for you to do, you know? So that's what I mean. Good point. Yeah. I like to recommend for people who haven't quite gotten in that story groove to -hmm. do the bookend approach where in the morning, that front part of your day, you're doing a story and then you've got something at the end of your workday where you're bookending it. You've at least got somewhat of a story arch, even if there's nothing in between. Right. No, I like (laughs) Just get yourself in that habit. Yeah, that is a really good idea because then you, yeah, you have a little bit of a story to go by. And that's what people have to remember is like, it's called stories for a reason. One analogy that I've been using for my clients and for my students is to think of your business as if it was a reality television show. What would your reality television show be? Like, what would it be? Would you be Chip and Joanna Gaines? You know, would you be Real Housewives? Would you be like, what would your vibe be? And then pick your cast. Is it just you? Are you the star? Is there a team? Do you have people that work with you? Who are the people that are behind this insert? Yeah. And then you can start to build out the categories of what your show is about. What are you talking about? Because if you think about it, most reality television shows focus on one or a couple of people who almost always run a business. And so what's interesting is the shows are not often about the businesses, but you always hear about the business. You always know what the product is. They're always launching something at the season finale or talking about, you know, like, so the business is always a huge part of it. But what the show is about is all the stuff that happens to get there, to make these moments, to make these services, these products. 
And that's what people are showing up on social media for. That's what they want when they come there. They want to see that behind the scenes stuff and hear those stories and those real moments. So when I position it like that, it makes it a little bit easier to create the content because then you're like, oh, it's just me. It's just what I'm doing. It doesn't need to be an elaborate flat lay that's like perfectly lit with beautiful stuff. Like that's say not, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be at all. Like yeah. that's not what people want to see. I mean, it's one thing if you're creating a graphic and you're promoting something and you're shouting something out that you just launched. But as a rule, what you're creating should be just from your phone. And, you know, if you have a nice camera, make it a habit once a week to take it out and take a couple pictures. Don't make it a big thing. Don't overthink it. But I mean, I just upgraded my iPhone. I had, I think it was like a 6S plus or something. And I just got the new iPhone, like the X, XS Max. Nice. <laughs> and so the quality is unbelievable. I cannot believe that I can take some of these pictures with my phone. So that's what I mean. There's really no excuse yeah. because you can take pretty good quality photos with your phone. And there's tons of apps to have filters to make them look kind of consistent and pretty. And yeah. there's no excuse to not have you showing up on your feet. That's so good. So this is super timely because this morning on a coaching call, my client, we were talking about just infusing a little bit more personality into her stories. And the first thought she had was, are people, do they even want to see that? You know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a common thought, but constantly as humans, like I love knowing what their morning routine is, what they're drinking in the mm -hmm. morning for a beverage. I love all those things. And so do yes. most of our followers. Yes. And that's exactly why you have followers. They are following you on social media for obviously a combination of your knowledge and whatever your field is, but because of you. I mean, there's a ton of other people in your field who they could follow, but chances are there's something about you, like what you're drinking, the fact that, you know, you like to crochet or you garden or you like watercolors or, you know, your favorite food is pizza or whatever it is. People connect with you on those things. And that is what social media is about. So when you, I can guarantee you, <laughs> When you start injecting real photos of literally, I mean, you can go to my Instagram and see what I'm talking about. It's pure social. And you will see, like, I literally have pictures of a notebook with a mind map started of the program that I'm preparing. So it's like, I'm talking about the program that I'm going to be launching, but mm -hmm. I'm, you know, in a very indirect way. And I'm more talking about the process that I'm taking to map this program out because then it's helpful to them. They're seeing what I'm doing. They're learning a little bit about how I do things. You know, there's just so much benefit to that post. And it was just literally a picture of my notebook. And I mean, I, I have a very small space and I've talked about that on my Instagram too. I mean, it's not super small. I'm not living in New York city in like 400 square foot apartment or something, but we're a family of four. We have a very small starter home. So my office where I'm sitting right now is also our play area and also our living room. And then behind me is like our dining room. So I've been very intentional with space planning and trying to make just little areas that are pretty. So when I'm taking pictures, I have a space to kind of stage things or throw things in. And I mean, if you go to my Instagram, you'll see a lot of the pictures are of the same areas but they're different. I'm talking about different things or it's a different image on my notebook or it's, you know, it's, it's different stuff. I'm sitting at my desk and working and people love that stuff. They connect with it. And 
when you start throwing that kind of stuff up on your Facebook and on your Instagram, you're going to get people responding to it because they feel like you're talking to them rather than at them. Yeah, that's good. So take me back to the beginning stages of Peer Social when you launched your business while you were still working. What did that look like and how were you able to quit your job in four months? So there is a couple things to that. So I did a bunch of planning. I was very thoughtful about that and I'll talk about that in a second. But I had come to that realization that I could do this from home. And I had joined a couple of Facebook groups for female entrepreneurs, which was insanely helpful. There were so many resources, you know, let's started to listen to podcasts like yours, other entrepreneurs that are on this journey, and, you know, just started to kind of put the pieces together. And from there, I got to a point where I knew that in order to do this full time, I needed to be able to replace my income. And I wasn't making a lot. You know, my husband and I are, you know, lower middle class, but we're comfortable and we're happy and we have what we need. And I knew that I needed to at least replace that. I couldn't leave a job unless I could maintain what we had. And so for me, I needed to know how much I needed to make a month in order to be able to pay myself what I needed to pay myself, to pay taxes, to put money aside for marketing, for, you know, whatever programs I'm using that stuff. I'm like, what do I need to do? So I found locally called the Small Business Development Center. And they are throughout the country and they're free. And they're through the Small Business Association. And I had gone to my local Small Business Development Center and told him, I said, listen, (laughs) I need a magic number. And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And (laughs) I'm like, my magic number, I need to know what I need to make every month in order to quit my job. And so him and I sat together and, you know, they have a ton of templates and spreadsheets and things that they use for all of these things. We sat together and he walked me through how to create that simple, simple budget and what I would need to make each month in order to afford to cover that budget. And for me, that was just, that was like the goal. So then I now had a goal and I'm like, okay, I'm going to, if I can, if I can replace my income for, you know, a couple of months consistently, then I will give my notice. And I did that, you know, rather quickly. I spent a lot of time networking locally. I went to a lot of the, we have like creative entrepreneur meetups and other entrepreneur meetups. I had just been networked locally anyway, because of some of the work I had done. And then in the Facebook groups, I just, you know, responded to threads and networked in there and started to make friends and who referred me and then they referred me and it, you know, it's grown ever since. So after, I think after four months, you know, I launched my business in July by October, I was like, I can't do So I had to hand in my notice. I'm like, I have, I can't work two full-time jobs because I was working. So that's the other part of this question. (laughs) How did you do it all? (laughs) So I was working, you know, full-time, but not 40 hours. I worked four days a week which was wonderful because Mm -hmm. if I didn't have that extra day, it would have been just a lot harder, I think. But having that one extra day, I, you know, did have children home with me, but I was able to just sit and work and get stuff done. And it was convenient that it was a Monday that I had off. So it was like in, you know, the weekend and it's like, I'm here on Monday. Okay. And then everything else we have to schedule like (laughs) in the evening or up, but it was really awesome because a lot of my target clients, at least in the beginning, were, were specifically mothers. 
So they totally got it. <laughs> you know, they're like, I get it. You're a mom, you're working. Like we can totally talk at, you know, 8.30 tonight. That's not a big deal. And uh, so it was really important to just, especially in the beginning stages, to know that I needed to have clients that were understanding of, you know, my hours. And then I just worked really hard for a couple of months. And that was kind of, you know, it was just nonstop. It was like, I would go to work, come home. I always tried to, especially because when I launched, it was summer here. So it was, you know, nice weather. So I always tried to come home from work, spend a couple hours with my babies, with my family, have dinner, that kind of thing. And then it was like, go time (laughs) until, you know, until, until I couldn't keep my eyes open. And then I would do that constantly. And then lunchtime and check emails and respond to things and just tell people I would, you know, get in touch with them in the evening time and did that for a while. And like I said, I, I was, I think because I had that clear goal, I set that goal in the beginning, I had something to work towards. And it was, I think I was able to do it more quickly than maybe some other people have. Hey, just wanted to pop in here real quick and make sure that you knew that we're all hanging out over in the Ambitious Motherhood Facebook group. If you're not already hanging out with us there, you can go to ambitiousmotherhood.com forward slash tribe. We'll see you inside. So take me through, if you don't mind sharing some of the big pillars that aspiring social media managers would need to have in place to launch a successful business. So I think I put together a launch kit for this reason, and it walks through, it's like a checklist of the things that you should have in place when you, when you start. Some of the things that are on this launch kit checklist are to make sure you obviously need to have some of the legal stuff in place. You know, you want to know the, obviously like the LLC stuff, that's not really just social media specific, but you want to have your contracts, your things like that. You want to just have, even if they're super simple, you can find a lot of great templates I do recommend as you start to make money to make sure that you get real legal, you know, documents, but simple contracts and then some type of client management software, because it's, it's a lot to manage social media for clients. So you want to make sure that as much of your administrative stuff is automated and taken care of and simple. So when you say content management system, do you mean like a Debs Auto? Yes, that's exactly what I use. So I something to manage the leads turning yes. into clients. Yes. Because if you don't have that, then you're going to spend a lot of your time answering emails, sending out contracts, trying to figure out who you need to be in touch with and yeah. not time managing the actual social media for the clients, which is a lot, especially if you're managing multiple accounts. So having something like that set up and then figuring out, you know, your packages, because I, I always say, even if you do charge hourly, some people do hourly rate. And other people do packages. Personally, I like packages for a couple of reasons. One for my clients, because it helps present things to them. Because most of the time when a client comes to you for social media, they don't know what they need. They know that they need help. They know that they can't do it, but they don't know what they need. So when you have a package, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, I can, you know, that would be helpful. I do need that. And you kind of let them know what they need. And then also for me, because I can get, you know, more efficient, ideally, at doing these things, so that I'm spending less time, but making the same amount of money. And so I always also tell my students who do work hourly, because sometimes it depends on the industry, it just sometimes it makes more sense for them to do hourly, to still put together packages, because you can have retainers, you can have things like that. 
and to have a structure around that because you're not going to want to spend your time trying to figure that out after. You're going to want to have that in place so then you can spend your energy on their social media. And then I think yeah, I'm the with last- you on the whole packages thing. I mean, just yes. for no other reason than because you're an expert in social media, you're going to get better at your process. You're going to get faster and we've got to be rewarded for that. You know, and Thanks. I think back to the way I worked in the workforce, I was always that person that would cram 12 hours of work in an eight hour workday. Yep. And it was always frustrating because when Katie got done, Katie got more stuff to do, you know? Yes. It was never ending. You never got ahead. Yeah. Right. And, and that's where I'm at now, I think in my business is I'm starting to realize that the to-do list never ends yeah. and that there comes at a point in my day where I have to look at my task list and say, okay, what has to be done before I sign off? Like what cannot be left undone? And usually it's just maybe a client I needed to get a post up for something that came up last minute or just something like that. And I'm like, okay, that's it. And then I have to shut off because otherwise there's literally 400 other things that could be done. Like it all needs to be done and I want it done, but it's just, it's not reality. So once you can kind of get okay with the to-do list never ends, as long as you can reach a point in your day where you know that there's no emergencies, there won't be any fires to put out in the morning if you don't finish something, Yeah. then you can just, it'll be there tomorrow. There's always going to be more tomorrow. So just for your own mental health, especially with the social media, because the other side of that is now you have the social media stuff, which is all of your tools. What are you going to use to schedule things? Are you going to schedule things directly into the platform? You know, these are all things that you have to decide based on your research, your knowledge. You know, like I have a Facebook group called Becoming a Social Media Manager. And in there, it's social media managers. And we kind of, it's kind of more of like a mastermind. Like we'll share, hey, I'm thinking of doing this, or I have a client that does this or so on and so forth. And that's been really helpful for kind of figuring some of that stuff out, but you have to figure out your platforms. And then how are you going to communicate with your clients? How do you keep track of all of the stuff that they have coming up? Because essentially you're part of the marketing. So does your client even have a marketing plan? Most of them don't have marketing plans. They know in their head that they have things coming up, but they don't have an actual marketing plan. So part of your job is to pull these things out of them in a way where you can personally be able to plan ahead and schedule ahead. So with me, I use Trello. So I have a Trello board that I use with every single client. And some of them I have to train how to use this. And some of them use it better than others. But my goal is always to just have a place where they can put everything coming up, put, you know, graphics and copy and links and dates and everything. And then me and my team can make sense of it and start turning it into content that goes out into social. I love it. I love it. So you mentioned the first pillar, I'm just going to call it that, was legal. And then client management system, packages, and was the fourth one platforms? Yeah, probably platforms and client communication. So I don't know if those are separate ones. Yeah, just like the systems. I'm super big on systems. I have recently, just since the beginning of the year now, hired my business manager and then literally today started a new social media manager because I'm trying to break these roles out so that I can make sure that the content that's going out, there's somebody who's really just kind of focused on the content. And then there's someone who like my business manager, Yvonne, is focused on 
the systems? Like, how are we communicating with our clients? Is there a better way for us to get this stuff done? All of that kind of stuff, because then that frees up me for big picture stuff, for strategy stuff. It frees up my social media manager to actually just write the content, make sure that's good. So that's kind of how I think it, it evolves. You know, like you don't want right. to grow too quickly, but it's like if you can start building your business with systems in place as if you were already running a team of five or six people, then when it happens, you are already in a place to grow into it. You're not restructuring and trying to figure out how you communicate all, like how do you tell somebody else what you do every day? Whereas if you have systems, you can train them on them. So it's just, it makes things a lot easier as you grow. Yeah, I mean, it's very true for motherhood too. I people ask me, they're like, how do you keep your kids out of your bed? Or how do you, how do whatever? And I'm like, well, they just were never allowed in my bed. I mean, it's fine if people want to do that, but that's just the way we roll. (laughs) Right. And that's what I think people, you have to build your confidence because it's the same in motherhood. It's the same in business. There is not necessarily a right way. It's what works best for you and your team or you and your family. And so, yeah, it's like co-sleeping. Some people are like all for it and that works for them. And it's like, that is totally fine. As long as that is, you know, fits into your life, then great. If you're struggling with it and you don't like it, then yeah, definitely you need to make some changes, but you need to have the confidence to know that like the decisions that you're making are fine. You know, you're going to make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes and going to make choices that maybe you wish you made different choices, but you have to have confidence and know that that doesn't, you know, if you made the wrong choice or a mistake, it doesn't, doesn't make you bad at what you do, you know, whether that's your job or being a mom, it's just, you're a person, you learn from it, you go forward and you're better at it the next time. I think that's so good. And the systems are, and beginning as you mean to go is so important. However, I would caution those of you that are starting Maybe you haven't gotten your consistent batch of clients yet or consistent income. Don't let the systems be a, just a, a roadblock. No, like it can be no. very crippling. You don't have to have it all together. I think what Caitlin's done really well is that you've gone out there and had conversations with people. You've networked in groups. You've networked in person. You've hit the pavement, you know, and yes. you've, done, you've done that important work. And that's really where it matters in my opinion. Yeah. And that's why I put together the launch kit. So I have this social media manager launch kit and and it's literally, I think it's like a 10 page document and it's checklist, but in the checklist though, it's, you know, like you should be doing this and it breaks it down into sections. And then I've recommended tools for certain things because that is definitely people do have a roadblock. They're like, okay, well, I need to do this. That's why I created the launch kit because people get very, they do get very hung up and focused on having all these systems and making it all perfect when really you should probably implement them as you find that you need them. So a couple of things, you know, are foundational, like having some way to manage your clients, whether you use Dubsado, if you don't want to sign up and pay for that every month right now, because you have one client, that's fine. You don't necessarily need to do that. But when you get to a point where you have, you know, leads coming in and things are starting to maybe get a little bit overwhelming, you need to have a process for that so that your leads are not taking up the majority of your time and things like that. But everything else, you should start to find them as you need them. Because personally, that's how I learn best. I know when I'm trying to learn something, I dive in and do it. And then when I get to a point where I have a question, 
it's like that answer is going to make a lot more sense than if I'm just being told all of these things, you know? So I, I try to learn as I go. And so you're completely right. Don't, don't think that you can't launch a business because you don't have every single piece in place. Just have a couple of core things ready to go and then build from there. Yeah, for sure. Well, as we kind of transition into the end of this, I do want to ask you this question because you are a gal who has a lot of different things going on, a lot of different businesses. Yes. If you want to rattle them off for us, go for it. But tell me how you balance them all. Well, so yes, I have Pure Social which is my social media management business and where I'm just now also launching the second part of that, which is training social media managers. And I'm hoping to launch a a program and a course shortly for that. And then I invented a product called Bear, And so, you know, I'm a mom (laughs) and my oldest uh, just turned six. But when we were trying to get rid of the pacifier, I was just so blown away that there was just so little help with that. There really wasn't a lot. It was just like, take it away and they'll be fine. And it's like, of course, everyone will live through that. You know, nobody's going to suffer too badly. But it's really just those couple of days where, I mean, it's horrible. Everyone's sad. Your child's miserable. You don't know if anyone's ever going to sleep again. It freaks you out. So I invented a product called Binka Bear. And he's a plush bear in a book. And Binka Bear, the story of Binka Bear he gets his magic when your child gives their pacifiers to him. And then they go inside of special pouches in his hands where they stay permanently. And then they get their new friends and they get to keep their binkies without putting them in their mouth anymore. And I'm actually literally, we're getting a bink bear this week one. <laughs> they're shipping oh, soon. So they're not, they're not super, they're not readily available yet in a couple more weeks, but I'm getting one and I'm doing it this week with Delilah. Like I'm literally waiting for the package from FedEx right now. So I'm super excited. So I do that, which was kind of accidental. We ended up raising $20,000 on Kickstarter last August and we have our first purchase order and we're about to go. So I do that. And then, you know, all the peer social stuff. And then I'm a mom and, you know, wife and all of those things. And I think for me, most recently, what has been probably my best tool has been mostly at the beginning of the week. I have my brain dump. I literally just use a notebook at this point because I don't have a planner that I just love for this, but I brain dump in a notebook and then I started time blocking. So, you know, Monday morning I sit down and it's like, you know, 6am to 9am school drop off. So that consists of like waking up, getting the kids ready, dropping them off, whatever that is. So that's that, you know, nine to nine fifteen. So then I'll pull, I'll start looking at my tasks and kind of prioritize them and literally time block every single task for the day. So it's like 15 minutes for this, a half an hour for this. I have a call from this time to this time. And the reason why that has been so helpful is because I think when you do so many things, you think that you're superwoman and that you can do all these 8 million things and, you know, oh, I'll do that all on Wednesday. You're not going to do all that on Wednesday. There is literally not enough hours in the day for you to do all that on Wednesday. But in your head, you think you're going to do it all. Like you were saying, you cram 12 hours of work into an eight-hour day. It's like we do that constantly and we, we think that we can do all these things. But what doing this has done is it has forced me to realize that there is only so much I can do. I literally cannot do all of that in one day or something. So it helps me prioritize the tasks and I have a place to brain dump them. So like throughout the week, I can add more to it. 
and then pull them down. I try to the night before write out my next day. So like in the evening or at nighttime when I'm watching my shows or something, just try to write out the next day. And almost like 95% of the time, it never goes how I block it out. So like, don't think that you're doing it wrong because it doesn't work out. But what happens is that, you know, the things that don't get done, maybe they replace something or they get added back to the brain dump list. It depends on the priority. And doing that has been so helpful because it's just, it's made it so I don't have all this stuff in my head all the time. And I'm far more productive because I feel accountable to that time slot now. So from nine to nine fifteen, it's like I got fifteen minutes to do this. <laughs> I better be doing that. I better not be scrolling through Facebook or answering an email or you know checking in on something else. I better be doing what I said I was doing from that time, or it's going to push into the next time slot. So it's just a little bit of accountability too. Mm, I like that. That's really really helpful. So okay, tell everybody how we can connect with you and figure out all of this good stuff that you've got coming up next and Binka Bear coming out. Probably yes. by the time this podcast launches, it'll be out to the world. Oh, I hope so. It has to ship. So it's going to take a few weeks to ship and all the logistics. But if so you want to come hang out with me, I spend a lot of time on Instagram. So that's at Pierce Social and then also the Binka Bear. So I'm both of those accounts on Instagram. And then I have a couple of Facebook groups as well. I have Becoming a Social Media Manager for anybody interested. And then I have the social media coffee bar with Caitlin Pierce, which is more a general social media group for business owners who want to connect. And we try to most every Monday have a Facebook live from one of the business owners in the group. So we have a lot of different trainings on different things. And the point of it is to hear what these business owners are teaching, but also to give these business owners a little bit of experience going live in front of people and to hopefully encourage them to do that more on their pages. So those are probably the best places to find me. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us and dropping all of that knowledge today. It was so great talking with you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so excited about all the stuff coming up and I will definitely be back again, I hope. Yes. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You are now a part of the Ambitious Motherhood family, and we cannot wait to get to know you and your story as you pursue your ambitions alongside of motherhood. Definitely subscribe, and we cannot wait to catch you on the next show.